welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And this is another episode of 31 Days of Halloween, where each day in October we discuss a movie that's in the horror, mystery, suspense genres. And today we're going to talk about a movie called The People Under the Stairs, and Matt's going to tell us about it. Yes, this is a Wes Craven joint from (laughs) 1991. Uh... It stars Brandon Quinton Adams as Fool. That's what he's known by. He lives in the projects with his sister and his mom. His mom uh, is sick. She's got, you know, maybe it's cancer or some kind of ailment that's keeping her bedridden. Um, they're about to be evicted uh, from their apartment building. They're the, they're the last, apart, their last you know, residents in the apartment building. And the owners, uh, the, the slumlords, they want to tear it down and uh, sell it off and, and uh, have it become a big apartment, co- uh, not an uh, office complex. Uh, so basically gentrification. Um, Poole doesn't want to leave his home, doesn't want it torn down, but they have no money. Enter Leroy, um, who is played by Ving Rhames. He's not the greatest person in the world, but you know he, he, he has his hand in these various pies that are probably not legal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells Fool, he's like, if you help me and a friend break into this house where there's supposedly some coins that are worth a lot of money, um, I'll cut you in and you can use the, the funds to pay rent and keep, you know, keep your, 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 your apartment. Um, it just so happens that this house <laughs> is uh, the home of uh, man and woman, as they're known or they're credited as. Yeah. Um, they also happen to be the slumlords. So there's some serendipity there. Uh, the man and woman are played by Everett McGill and Wendy Roby. And Ashley, th- that connection should mean something to you. Why don't you tell us about that? Well, well sure, yeah. I mean, I, I hadn't seen this movie until recently, but I was very aware of this movie because I was a huge fan of Twin Peaks back in 1990, 91. And... Uh, Everett McGill played Big Ed Hurley on that show, and he was married to Nadine Hurley, who was played by Wendy Roby. So I always found it... I was intrigued by the fact that, you know, these two actors who played husband and wife on Twin Peaks were... I I thought at the time they were husband and wife in this film. They're actually brother and sister in this film. But they call each other mommy and daddy, I think, which is very disturbing. Um... So yeah, I was aware of this movie. I hadn't seen it. I didn't see a lot of horror movies back in the day. Um, so you know, I'm I'm discovering these now. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this movie <laughs> is is very uneven to me. Um, I I enjoyed seeing Everett McGill and Wendy Roby. Um, boy, they really go over the top with their characters. Um, the movie feels very uneven to me and it's partly because of those characters I think they're so over the top that it's funny and there's a lot in the movie that I think is supposed to be humorous mm-hmm. um, and, but there's, there's a lot in the movie that I think is supposed to be scary and I think it's, it's very difficult to do that kind of dark horror comedy mm-hmm. I think you know we've seen it done well in like Evil Dead that, that, that's a very good example I think of a dark humor that yeah. really works here it just doesn't quite work for me it it, it feels uneven it, it falls kind of flat some of the humor um, that's not to say that I didn't you know 
hate. It's not to say that I hated watching it. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it, there's some exciting parts. Um, it just as a whole doesn't really work, huh. in my opinion. Now, <laughs> I know you have maybe some pleasant memories of this movie. But. Well, I mean, I don't know if I say pleasant, but I saw this movie when I was in my teens yeah. on on TV, uh, HBO, whatever, um, and. It's interesting. I it wasn't like a necessarily um, a favorite. It, it stood out in my memory because I mean, hey, I mean, there's this house, right? And there, you know, Everett McGill and Wendy Roby are, are these terrible characters in this movie. And and there's a lot of um, visual. Uh, there's, there's there's some striking visuals in this. I mean, at some one point, Everett McGill dresses up and he's clad in all leather. <laughs> it's actually very terrifying, mm-hmm. and he's running around the house with a shotgun trying to get a boy who's in the walls. Yeah. So there's like there's this whole thing. There are people under the stairs. There's people in the basement mm-hmm. that they keep and, and 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 not treat. They don't treat them well. And um, one of them gets free and runs around in the walls and stuff. So I mean, and and you know um, the scenes with Fool and Leroy um, stuck out of my memory. Um, but it wasn't one that I watched over and over again. I mean, there, <laughs> there's some movies back in the day that I watched all all the time, and I this was not one of them. But um, you know, I actually thought as a whole the movie hung together well. Except I know um, we've talked about this before we were recording, but um, the the big climactic scenes. So you know, you want the whole time you're rooting for, you're just waiting for, you know. Uh, Everett McGill and, and and Wendy Roby's characters to get their comeuppance. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, it's part of the. It's like this better be part of the deal, <laughs> and and they do. But you know, it went on way too long. Yes. Uh, that and I, there's after when we were watching it. You know, the other day in preparation for this, I was I was watching that scene. I'm like, my gosh, this this this. <laughs> oh my god! Like, oh, you think they've got him? No, 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 they're getting away. And oh, you got him now? Oh, no, 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 no. And I'm like, you just you just need to like dispatch them, and this movie <laughs> needs to roll credits. You know, yeah. uh, so that, at the very end there, it really kind of fell apart for me a little bit. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it, that ending goes on way way too long. And there's also, I mean, I don't, I don't want to give a, a lot away, I guess, but there, there's also this, this theme of, like, economic inequality and exploitation mm-hmm. of, you know, lower class people. Yeah. And I don't know, it, it feels a little like it was kind of just inserted to try to add some gravitas to the to the to the proceedings but it, it didn't really work for me particularly at the end when there seems to be like this this uprising that <laughs> comes uh, out of yeah. it comes out of nowhere and and doesn't really really ring true the the uprising you're talking about yeah. when that that moment that we saw that uh, I actually got chills but then that quickly dissipated into my thought pattern of but this doesn't make a lot of sense no. you know <laughs> It's a little much. Yeah, it's a yeah. Um, also, the, the the my biggest issue with this movie, which I still I want to I'm gonna stress. I overall thought it was okay. I liked mm-hmm. it all right. But my biggest issue with this is actually the titular people under the stairs, yeah. in the sense that I don't understand why the the the, the man and woman characters are keeping them. Yeah. I mean, they you, they have to feed them. They do feed them. I mean, they don't treat them very well, and they're they're horribly disfigured down there because they've been underground so long. But they do have to feed them, and you know, um, I don't know if they clean up their stalls at all or anything. But it's um, 
Yeah, I, I'm like, I just don't understand. Unless they're just purely just sadistic people who like to, you know, keep a whole bunch of folks chained up on, you know, under the in their basement. Yeah, that's a really good, good question. I don't know why they're there. And you know, for being the title of the movie, they're very underused and, and kind of uninteresting. They're kind of, um, I mean, once you once you see more of them, they're kind of like your standard zombie. They, they kind of act like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Until they don't. Yeah, there's just not a lot there. Yeah. I, I will say, one of the things I, I have always liked about this movie, going back to the early 90s when I first saw it up until today, uh, and I guess I'll give Wes Craven credit for this, but, you know, it is, I do kind of like the class struggle part of it. Mm-hmm. And I do like the fact that it focuses on predominantly, you know, the, the, the hero in this mm-hmm. young boy is African-American. Yeah. And Bing Rames is in it. And Bing Rames, obviously, African-American. And, and that it's, it is, um, and he's, you see the boy's grandfather come in. He's played by Bill Cobbs. Um, and it's just, you don't always see that, you know, especially, especially in horror movies of this era. Um, for the most part, they are very, you know, white, and you know, if there are people of color in there, they're usually, you know, uh, supporting characters, and you know, they get killed off, at, you know, fairly early on. So, I, I like, I've always liked that about this movie. No, yeah, I agree. And I, you know, you mentioned um, Brandon Quinton Adams. I think he's really great in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a you know kid actor, but he does a really fine job, and he's you know it's. It's essentially told from his point of view, and he's in almost all the movie. Yeah, um, yeah, he does an excellent job. Yeah, and this house is—you know—you see a lot of different parts of it, and you're not always a hundred percent clear on the spatial dynamics. <laughs> but you're clearer than a lot of other types of movies I've seen where. I just have no idea the layout of the place. Mm-hmm. This one, I get, I kind of got the gist of it a little bit, and I think the, the production design on this house is uh, the interior is is quite good. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting, but yeah, the house is kind of a, an amazing maze of interior wall passages and, and heater vents and <laughs> just a lot of space for people to hide and run around in. Yeah, yeah. I think this movie might be maybe better appreciated by kids or even, you know, some teens, early, younger teens, before teens get cynical. Um, uh, And, you know, look at it with maybe a jaded eye, but uh, that's just a a supposition I have. Yeah. I can't remember the rating on this, but there's some pretty, like, disturbing violence, I thought. Mm -hmm. But Oh, yeah. Some of the best children's stories have dark elements, you of know, course, Hansel yeah. and Gretel. Yeah, and I'm, not opposed, <laughs> to that. I'm not opposed to that. Um, so, what's your score out of ten? Uh, I'm going to give it a six out of ten. I give it a six and a half. So, our score is a six point three. It's on the tomato meter. It has a critic score of sixty four percent fresh. Um, audience score fifty eight percent. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you. Sorry.